Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 and welcome to Mixing with a Quarantini. No, it's Mixing with Moni, and I am your host, Moni. And while you might be having a Quarantini, so am I. Um, Just kidding, it's like 9 a.m. while I'm recording this. But we are in a very unique and unprecedented situation going on in our country and around the world right now. Um, So I hope everyone is staying safe. Everyone is practicing some, you know, caution and precaution just because you may not get sick or you may think you can't get sick doesn't mean someone else who literally can't help being at work or being out can't get sick. So let's all do our part and, you know, try to support each other in one way or another and also not kill each other with our germs and bad hygiene or Just kidding, you can't get this through bad hygiene, but you can get it from basically not washing your hands and not going and and going outside when you feel a little sniffle sniff or a little sneezy sneeze, a little coffee cough. Maybe keep those into your home where you can do all that freely if you like, amongst other things like binge Bravo, listen to this, watch all the shows you've been meaning to watch, okay? If you haven't watched Potomac yet, watch the shit. Because like, why not, you know? I'm re-watching um, Atlanta Season 3. And I'm going to be doing a bonus episode coming up soon. And I'm also re-watching Roni Season... Well, technically Season 2. Because the first season was called Manhattan Moms. Um, but I'll be watching Roni Seasons 1 and 2. And doing a bonus episode with someone about that as well. And then doing a Potomac Season 3 recap. So go catch up on all those things, rewatch all those things. If you're a true Bravo lover, you've done it all already. And look out for those. I'll have regular scheduled episodes that are coming out covering all your favorite shows as they come on. And then I'll obviously be doing some bonus episodes because my hashtag this week is what else we got to do. So what else do we have to do? What else do I have to do other than watch Bravo and give it to you? Um, Quick announcement. If you're loving the show, of course, you can like it by rating it five stars on iTunes, Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and write a little review. Let me know how much you love it. And um, also another housekeeping announcement. I, as many of you know, am a preschool teacher, but I am also getting my master's in elementary education and substitute teaching for elementary school and middle school ages up to sixth grade so oh I know how do I have time to give you all the good stuff you love I don't know I don't sleep I don't care I just do everything as for as long as I can do it so I have been posting lesson plans and some extra just like activities and things that I use in my classroom that other amazing educators have seen my call on Instagram and they have been like, hey, I want to help. Here's some of the ones I use, you know, here are some worksheets. Here's my, you know, curriculum book. And they've been giving them to me and I've been posting them to my Instagram page at Mixing With Moni on my stories. And then in the highlights, literally just call it lesson plans. So if you are a mom, a parent, or a mom, a dad, a parent person 
overlooking some kids and you are at your wits and they've already worked through all their lesson plans for the entire, you know, two weeks they're supposed to be home or six weeks they're supposed to be home and, you know, all the things the teacher sent they're already done with or they're bored or whatever. Quick little tips real quick. Um, Schedules are amazing. Keep them on a schedule. Absolutely. Uh, the kids usually respond very well to schedules. They tend to look forward to the things that they do in a week. And that does not have to exclude home. So maybe breaking up the monotony of doing everything at the kitchen table and doing like drawing on the floor as long as it's safe and you're okay with it. Crafts on the table, maybe reading in the living room on the floor or on the the pillows, like make a little fort and, you know, do like a reading corner and, you know, helping mommy make snacks and lunch because, you know, tactile skills and kinesthetic skills are just as important and how we learn. And you can teach math and other things and chemistry that way and uh, science, quote unquote, and art, you know, through all that. But also it'll really help with transition time so that mom and dad can work around snack, nap, lunch, all that shit, you know, by just simply keeping them on a schedule, you know. And then always the key for me for teaching is I do, we do, you do, you show off. So literally I show my kids how to do stuff, how to write their name, how to, you know, paint, how to start their math project or math problems or something. And then then we do together and then they do it on their own. And once I see they can do it on their own, show me off, show off, you know, write your name down the entire page while, while, you know, I go make snacks for everyone and whatnot. So, or go get the nap time cots and stuff available, but that also just gives them something to look forward to. They'll be like, mom, is it time for reading yet? You know, dad, can I go to, you know, the outside and play yet? Like they get a little sense of, you know, schedule and consistency. And then above all else, just let them have fun because when else are they ever going to get the time to do this? Like they're just going to go back to school and do a bunch of the same shit and then be in, in my classroom and have to learn again and again and again. And we don't get to have fun as a kid anymore. So why not just like, you know, let them have a half a day of school or maybe a third of a day or no day at all. If they want to just watch TV and eat snacks and run around in their pull ups. I'm cool with it. I want to do the same thing. So I'm not going to stop some other kid from doing it. So when else are they going to get this time? But if you need some extra lesson plans, some extra ideas or helps or activities, they're on my Instagram page. Um, lesson plans is the highlights and they're on my stories. I'll be posting them every single day up until my quarantine is over for my school district and I can go back to work and, you know, teaching your kids. So in the meantime, I hope that's helpful to someone. If not, don't unfollow me. Just simply mute me and come back later, okay? Like, relax. I'm just trying to help. People are trying to help each other because what else we got to do, you know? That being said, what else did I have to do but record about Bravo and also go, like, binge grocery shopping and spend way too much money on food. I probably will never get around to eating, but, you know, fear and panic always take over. So... I did a fantastic episode with Zach from the very popular, hilarious Bravo meme account called Bravo OMG. That's how I say it, but it's just Bravo O O M G, three O's and M and a G. So um, if you're not following Zach already, you definitely need to be doing that. And he has some great opinions. We differed on some things, and that's always the best is when we have like actual things to talk about. And he also recaps pump rules for me since, you know, I'm not watching anymore, but I was able to ask some questions and he can give some pointed answers so that people can actually 
get the recap that they want and feel the frustration out with somebody else because it just won't be me, sis. Like, I can't. My blood pressure. So that and more, we talk family karma, Shaz of Sunset, and what it's the ratings are doing with this quarantine. Best thing to happen to Bravo. Uh, Housewives of Atlanta, Housewives of New Jersey, New Jersey Reunion Part 2, What's to Come, Bravo News, OC, Beverly Hill. We talk a bunch of stuff. I wanted to make it extra juicy because, again, what else do we have to do? This is the only time I don't care about how long it is. So just listen at your own discretion. Now you have time to listen to podcasts. And there's no reason to say you don't have time because here we are. We all got time. If you're at work or you have to be forced to go to work, Self-quarantine yourself even at your desk and put your earphones in and block out all the coughs and things around you and just Lysol the air and listen to me. So without further ado, up next, I got Zach from Bravo and G um, talking all the shows that we love. And again, this week, I will be having a bonus episode coming out uh, probably closer to the end of the week about Atlanta season three. And yeah, that's it. Without further ado, we're going to go get into some regularly scheduled Bravo. Hang in there. Coming up, Zach. So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey Get yourself out there, talk to the people, connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. All right, guys, as promised, I have Zach from the extremely popular and <laughs> at this point, <laughs> one of the few things that are keeping us all sane during this madness and mayhem called quarantine or self-isolating, self-distancing, whatever the hell you want to call it. Bravo. Oh, is it like Bravo, MG or Bravo? Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like I, like I read the it second as, um, Yes, I read it in my head as Bravo OMG, and I love it that way. So you're probably already one of the almost 11,000 people that follow Zach, but I'm so happy (laughs) that I got 
to get you on here because I have so many fun questions for you because your memes, your memes give me so much life. Thank you for coming well, thank on. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm glad that you are here because I have things to ask you, especially around Trump. I mean, Trump, we're not talking <laughs> about him. Trump no, no. rhymes with Trump. I don't know how mm-hmm. like, well, they're kind of like coincidental that right is, but... <laughs> pump rules I definitely want to ask you about because I'm not watching as people know but I did say I was gonna have people on here who I got I gotta get them to give people what they want because that's what people signed up for so who better than like I definitely think you'll match my energy of how I read these people anyway because your memes oh my god like they really just sometimes I'm just like oh my god no no you Mm -hmm. did not well (laughs) so yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, because watching these shows, I just get so pissed off. Right. Especially at the Pump Rules cast, because they're like, Easy. oh, let's eat. They're stupid. Most of them. And let's just put all four feet in our, like, four feet in our mouth and call it a day. Yep. Yep. Like, uh-huh. One's I not good I think one you did, like, not too long ago. Um, around the time Pump came on was very uh, on par with Bird Box, which already swept the nation in a really weird way. And I think that it's even funnier the way it is now, like the way where we are now, how Mm -hmm. kind of pointed that movie is. But, you know, Jackson and Brittany are basically like Bird Box. They're either tied, they are nowhere near on the ground. It's one of the reasons I gave it up. And I just want to know, so when I last saw it they were not listening to I think the episode was them yelling at our um Sandoval and then the very next one was the one that I gave up on when Ariana was basically like over the shit and was very depressed and everyone just didn't give a shit about anyone else but themselves has much changed since I quit no okay not at all positive yeah Tom and Ariana are gold. I say that constantly. Uh-huh. Ariana is amazing. She's very transparent, which is why I think the viewers like her. Because I constantly see people hating on Jax and Brittany, and, and now, most recently, Lala. Um, but Ariana is just goals, let's be honest. Because she's, like, very transparent about her mental health how she's feeling. She thought, oh, I'm going to move into this big house. Everything's going to be great. No, everything's not great. It's like, like the house sort of is like putting a bandaid on her emotional issues and she has to, she has to figure out what to do. And it's, especially with people like getting in the quarantine. Right. That's a really good point. It's like right now, mental health is just as important as physical health people. Like people, I think really want to fight the belief that if they, you know, self-quarantine or they admit to staying home that they're admitting to like being in fear or hysteria. But I also hear that as like a cry of, I don't want to be set and left alone with my own thoughts and please don't force me to, or my own situations or circumstances or whatever, which is also like, I I understand that entirely. But the thing is, know the, the difference between like the facts and what is your brain. And I think Ariana used to always do a really good job of making sure of being honest about when those things would get mixed up 
and when her brain would kind of take over what she thought was factual, as most people do with any kind of mental health mm-hmm. struggles or depression or anything like that. So I'm really both sad and glad that, you know, that's still going on. I did hear that, like Tom said on Watch It Happens Live not too long ago, that uh, Ariana's actually in a really great place right now. And yeah, that she's did. doing really well. I think mm-hmm. that's probably because the show is no longer filming. <laughs> <laughs> and they have Jackson on their lives. Right. And I think that there's nothing better you can do for yourself than exile Jackson Brittany from your life. Oh, Jackson Brittany. Oh, my God. I hear that they're also, is it true they're not at the wedding yet? Like they're still having no. been married? I was, and someone said it, I think Ryan Bailey said it on my podcast. Like, I was told that this wedding would not be the whole season. And here we are, like 10 episodes. And I get that the show is like 20 to 22, but still. Well, it's because people hate Jackson Brittany from last year. I don't think they love Jack. They don't, everyone hates Jax. And Brittany, I think she's very manipulative. I do too i do not like her i do not mm-hmm. trust her i knew this since um when we pivoted from rotten hail to her saying yes to a proposal that was right. when i was like oh she's it. i get it she knows what she signed up for they have some kind of weird understanding mm-hmm. or she knows what she can use this man for and she's milking it to the like she's taking it all the way home and trying to get herself out of kentucky into a life that she's comfortable in and she'll do it by any means and I think Chelsea from Oh No Bravo on Instagram was the first person that I've ever heard say that the the editors are going to turn on her and this is it and they we're seeing it like they want her to look like a bridezilla and look batshit crazy and it's working yeah because everyone on Bravo gets their due everyone gets a big head and everyone gets a bad edit yeah, especially Everyone. a bride. We've never seen a bride go down easily on Broadway. Well, the only one I would say that was easy, there were two actually. Pandora, um, Vanderpump. Oh, right. Or Todd. That's her real last name. Not Pandora. I always call them the Vanderpumps. Right. The Todds are their real last name. And Candy Burris. Oh, yeah. Bravo. I was just thinking Candy. Bravo loves Candy. I think Todd looks mm-hmm. worse. Yeah. <laughs> he got the bridezilla at it. And um, Todd didn't, wasn't really that much of a bridezilla. No, he wasn't. It was remember. just like a... He wasn't bad. He just had a say. I think people get really iffy when men have a say in their own wedding, yeah. which makes zero sense. It takes a lot of pressure off the woman, you know, when they actually have an opinion about something that they are going to pay for. Um, but also because she asked for the prenup. <laughs> right. That was That's when he, like, got bad. bad. Yeah. And which I've held on to, maybe unfairly, but either way, I don't care. Um, <laughs> now we're here, and are they at least in Kentucky? They're in Kentucky. Okay, they just had. There? <laughs> so they just had the rehearsal dinner that Jax chose not to attend. Wait, he chose not to attend his own rehearsal dinner? Uh huh. They're rehearsing his wedding. Uh huh. So did they not? Did he not like have like um what oh I guess they already had the bachelor party so I mean it, did he what well, I don't understand why you would skip the rehearsal dinner skip like was that like the direct night before no it wasn't the night before I think it was like two or three nights before okay um, with Vanderpump I kind of zone out because I'm like you people annoy me but um the night before it was the the women did something together and the men did something together. 
it was like the, the bachelor bachelorette sort of thing the night before that's what we ended on last week this week thank god is the wedding okay so and the one that airs tomorrow i mean um but... okay so by the time this comes out it'll already be um it will likely already be coming it'll be the day of or you would have heard this you know after you saw it um which is you know fine i literally switched everything around so that i didn't have to talk about Vanderbilt in real time um, yeah so at least the wedding is happening because i stopped watching three episodes ago and mm-hmm. three episodes later they still haven't been married but everything leading up to these three episodes have been about marriage uh, or this wedding so that's comforting yeah. um is Lance Bass making his appearance this episode coming up. He did a cameo. Oh, like an episode or two ago, but a voice cameo because he was in Hawaii. Okay. I, we have okay. they didn't show it in the previews, or else unless I missed it. But I would assume so because he is officiating them. You know, he they went from the homophobic pastor to Lance Bass. Yes, as as someone who wants to desperately prove that they're not homophobic does. Right. It's yeah. that's like saying, if you don't mind me saying this, it's like, I'm not racist. I have a black... It's the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. There, and, and that's exactly what I think Jack... What, whether or not people agree that that's the right comparison, that's what Jack exactly did. He basically mm-hmm. said that when he was talking about the pastor. He was like, I don't, you know, believe whatever you want to believe. Just, you don't have to say it out loud on Twitter. And I'm like, that is not right. That's like saying there were fine people on both sides. Like, you can't just right. say, you know, you can believe that people shouldn't be together at home, but just don't tweet it. Um, exactly. The point is, it's still homophobic, even if he's entitled to have the opinion, which, no. sure, the pastor is, but it still is what it is. <laughs> like, it doesn't right. change like, anything my, about that. My dad has a great saying, opinions are like assholes. We all have them. Yeah, everybody has one, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what that pastor has. Like, he has one, it's a shitty one, but he has it. So right. Jack's saying, like, it's totally fine. Just don't tell it to other people. I'm like, nope, it's not fine if he has it and is going to officiate your wedding on right. the show that capitalizes on gay pride, literally to the point of mm-hmm. discomfort, on a network that specifically targets gay people and right. is run and executive produced uh, or used to be executive produced by one by gay advocate. Game. And then by an openly gay man who's like everybody's boss. And Jax is like, Mr. He even said this year, why do they have them on the pride flow? It should be me. They care about seeing me. Well, not if you're a homophobe. No, we don't really care about seeing Jax, period. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm very confused as to how this, you know, is one of those things that could just, I mean, that's how I know Brittany. I don't trust her because she had to know the implications of this. These are people who grew up or in, or in a time and are capitalizing on a time right. where... Everything is done for social media. Everything is done for likes and praise. They have content curators for this reason. They do things specifically for this culture of Instagram and social media. So they're constantly thinking about what should be done. And you can't tell me that by now they're not also self-producing. Um, they've been on oh, too long for them not to be. So, Brittany, you knew what would happen here. Like, this is something that you did. You did a deliberate choice to not know. It's not investigate right. further. Right, it's like she's just she just wants the paycheck. 
And she she had to have watched the show because her mom watched the show and she lived with her mother before she joined the cast. Yeah, I think she definitely knew what she was going to do. And I've never really understood their relationship to the point um, of that they both are getting something out of it because it just mm-hmm. always makes me interested that he chose her. Like, that this yeah. was the one that, like, settled him down and turned everything off. I mean, though we all know, obviously, none of that, nothing of his has changed. But she even said when he cheated, she was like, I thought I was going to be the one who said, like, I tamed Jax Taylor. And I was like, why? Like, what made you think it would be you? And then not for nothing, and I don't mean this in, like, a sexist or misogynistic way. She's not the hottest girl he's dated. I mean, I think I would say it's still Stassi. And... But he's also the first girl he's ever he's ever cheated on. He's cheated on all the right. others practically. And I'm just like, what makes you think you're the one? He, you're not the first nice girl he's dated. You're not the first, you know, to call him on his shit. You're not the first to, you know, help him get his shit together. Like you're not the first to do any right. of that shit or hold him to a higher standard. So what made you think that you'd be the one that like turned everything around? But now you're down the aisle. Like something to me seems like they are both using each other. And, and, and whether they know it or not. Yeah. I agree. I agree 100%. It's like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, the pairing doesn't make sense. Like, when Britney first came on, like, her first first season before she was even, like, a recurring cast member, I was like, oh, I love Britney. She's so sweet. And then the more time she spent on TV, like, it, she's, the smile, you know, hey, y'all, I'm just a little girl from Tennessee or Texas, wherever the hell I'm from. Kentucky. I'm innocent. She's not that innocent. No, you're right. She's not. And what's what's funny is that she had almost like a strategy where she befriended every single person and the entire cast in a way Mm -hmm. that we've never seen done before, especially on this cast. Um, Because everyone hates everyone at some point. Exactly. And you know what's so weird to me is that for a while, it could just be me, but for a while it felt like at any point in time, everyone would have chosen Britney had they broke up. Oh, yeah. I think that's still the case. So, in which case, if that is true, it would behoove Jax to stay with her to the point of marriage. Mm-hmm. Because if they if he, they had another option, it's like it's either put up with Jax's shit like we've been doing forever, or this girl who's so sweet and is so kind to all of us and friends with all of us, and they would have chosen her he would then have no real way and security of staying in the group. So naturally, they have to stay together. That's the way they both get to right. stay in. Yeah. And True. she did that pointedly. Like, she did that on purpose. Oh, 100%. Regina George and a Kentucky Girls clothing. <laughs> Which, I mean, they do. The, the, don't let the twang fool you now, because I lived in Texas right. for a good amount of time growing up, and they are just as smart and capable in the South. And the the Southern accent, all it does is throw you off. That's it. Yeah. So they're even better at it, if you ask me. So that's exactly what I think happened with Brittany and her mama, Sherry. Yeah. Well, remember when her mom first came on, she made homophobic comments or something. like, Or they found homophobic comments. She's like, well, my mama doesn't know anybody. I'm like, Really? I just don't understand. Like, you know she's going to L.A. And you know, you know, this show is based in L.A. And it's one of the reasons why I'm like, this this does matter. Because you do have someone like an Ariana or even like a Lala that is coming down this aisle. And they they should not feel uncomfortable 
on their own. And I can't stand Lala, but at the same time, I don't want her to feel these kinds of tensions with someone who's officiating the wedding and is technically in the wedding party. There is equal amount of part of the wedding as Jackson Brittany are. And they're there to support Jackson Brittany, but Jackson Brittany don't support their people. And that's a problem. Right. It is. It's just, it, it, it's mind boggling because Jax is saying like, oh, Tom Sandoval is so different. Like he's tweeting out, Tom Sandoval is different. No one cares because no one likes you on screen. Yeah, I think Jax's point that I've seen him say is that like Tom only talks to him when they're filming, but that's because you're insufferable every other time. Right. I look at Jax's Instagram stories on the weekends before I was blocked and I used to be like, this is the most monotonous form of bullshit I've ever seen. Like, I don't uh-huh. care about your little, you know, I don't even know what kind of classes they are where he like pulls like those little ski pool classes where he's doing like workouts in the red room and then he like right. just sings country music in his car and then he goes home and he develops this fake country accent when his wife cooks like spaghetti casserole and they take shots of tequila on a Saturday afternoon. Right. It's, it's so weird. I don't understand and, who he wants to become, or who he thinks that we want, that we think he's become. But he's trying to paint this picture that I'm just like, who's buying this? No one. And also the biggest crock of shit that they all work at, sir. Right. I mean, I'm glad they actually gave that up because I know for uh, at least two seasons minimum that they were not working at, sir. Oh, I think it's been more than that. I think around I think season so too. four or five is when they started to like only film. Because my friend actually went in to, was in LA, went to um, Sir, uh-huh. and Brittany was there working. They were filming, you know how in the spinoff, the Jackson Brittany spinoff? Yes. They filmed like the first scene at, at um, not Punk, at Sir. Okay. She was there when they were filming that scene. And it was like a 30 second scene. My I think my friend said that um, they took Brittany took the drink order, filmed the scene, and that was all they wrote. Okay. Yeah. Pump is like on another level of faking, and they're not even trying to do a good job anymore, it seems, right. uh, you know, of hiding it. But I, I don't know what the future is because it seems like people are really annoyed with this cast, at least. And the only way, the only reason that the newbies have not taken off yet is because the other cast is still there. And that's not necessarily a good or bad thing. It's because they're still there and we have that option of hating them. But also we would just never be interested when we have people that we can hate and love that we know. Right. And it's also like, it feels like there's two, it's two different shows. Like the cast. Which they should just make it two different shows at this point. Right. Like the cast just doesn't, it doesn't gel. There's no real, you know, tie-ins. And so it's hard to keep up with. I still have the theory that eventually they're going to spin off the um, the veterans. I was going to call oh, them the elders. They're going to spin me. them off and then make them like, you know, Vanderpump graduates or something like that. Because it didn't even make sense to be on Vanderpump rules. Because I get y'all just want to force us to watch Lisa Vanderpump scenes. They get cut out of Beverly Hills because she's gone now. But yeah. beyond that, I don't want to see them going to Lisa's house just to hear she can't come to the wedding. Though I did see she made it. Yeah, she did. Oh, well, that's nice. Was it like a surprise? It was a, uh, Randall. Ugh, lovely Randall. He oh, flew them Randall. on the DJ. 
Oh, of yeah. oh, course he did. Of course. So Lala and, saved the wedding. Uh-huh. And it's all, let's talk about Lala for a second. For someone who <laughs> says she's bisexual, mm-hmm. she, she sat yeah. at the table and let Jax rip into Ariana saying, oh, she's probably not bisexual. He's like doing all these horrific biphobic things. And Lala's just sitting there, you know, eating her food, drinking her drink not saying a word and then she goes on this instagram rant like what was it two weeks ago yeah you're blown up duck lips the people were pissed about this when uh-huh. i saw i saw it and it was like what the hell is your problem like so what did she you say because i didn't I, watch it it's so easy for me to not ever hit that little volume button that it makes no mm-hmm. sense i don't exactly remember what she said but it was like the gist of it was how Tom and Ariana are fake off screen. Like it's like very much just Jax coming out of Lala's mouth, right? Which makes kind of like sense because at that um, dinner or whatever with Randall, who ordered like the double fried chicken, basically uh, mm-hmm. Lala she like went on to defend Jax or something in her confessional, and I was floored because I was just like, I don't understand. How are you just going to let this man get away with it? And maybe the point of Tom is that he's trying to defend the love of his life and her choice and her lifestyle and who she is as an individual that she can't help but is being made to feel some kind of way for being. And Tom was trying to stick up for her because he could easily be like, you know, well, what difference does it make? She's with me and I'm a man. He's saying, this is who I love and this is who she is. And you're not going to disrespect who she is as an individual. Not right. on my watch, but Randall's not doing that to supposedly, you know, well, I can't, I don't want to assume her sexuality, but for someone who claims to be in this group, Randall's not sticking up for her and Lala Lenny is sticking up for her damn self. So Tom is going to do it. Right. Which, she sh- which, I, which is the exact thing a boyfriend should do. And but I always just... thought Tom was a good one for her. Like, he seems mm-hmm. to be one of the better, you know, partners. Oh, the best of this group. I mean, because yeah. apparently we're finally at the point where Tom Schwartz, you know, they've admitted is that a, they're not is married. A pussy. Yeah, okay, that. <laughs> Let's <laughs> but I be think honest, over, like, like, last summer... Everybody found out that like they weren't married and they go to Vegas or something to like get the man. Yeah. That's another thing. I've seen so much of what's supposed to happen this season play out on social media. I'm hardly interested because I know all the major plot points. Um, right. That's why so I think sh- it's going to be a Beverly Hills this season either. A, a very good point. And I think they're doing it and they think that it's going to get publicity and it's going to like make people want to watch. But I don't think it is because even I know all the plot points. Stassi and Kristen have to fall out. You know, Tom and mm-hmm. um, and Katie have to get officially married and then go to Vegas and like, make a thing out of it again. And Jackson and Brittany have to get married. And now we know Stassi has to get engaged. So there's nothing really to be excited about. Listen, it's Kristen and Stassi. Are they finally on the outs? And did we see, do we know what happened? Because there was such a big shift from like three or four episodes ago where Stassi mm-hmm. was like, no, I'm always going to love you. And I'm always going to want to be your friend. And then I'm, are they on the way out or is it like, has it been a distinct flip well, switch? I think this was the flip switch in the last episode that just got aired. it. Katie's like, there's our friendship walking away or something. It's like, it's because of um, Carter. 
Oh, because he came to the wedding, I'm hearing? He came to the wedding, yeah. When he wasn't invited, and Kristen oh. invited him. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, uh-huh. And they're broken up, uh, supposedly. But see, now, is there a place for him at the dinner table? Because that costs money. There are pointed I... areas of where people got to sit right. and how much food is ordered. That doesn't uh, seem like that would of? fly. Um, I think she had a plus one. I'm not 100% about oh, that but i'm supposed think... to rsvp for the plus one like kristen what are you doing well i think she did rsvp for the plus one. Oh, and then brooke okay but so... brock carter oh no okay and like i get where see i get where kitty and south here come from because they're like you keep saying you're broken up you're broken up then why are you dating him like they she see it says they're broken up but they're like still having sex they're still going on dates they're still communicating with each other regularly after they moved out and he makes decisions for their home. Right. So I get where Stassi and Katie are. That, but I also get where Kristen is like, I'm trying to figure this out. This is difficult. Breakups are messy. And hers have never not been. I mean, we saw her take well, forever Kristen to get over Tom. Exactly. Her and Sandoval were like crying in Miami or something. And Tom was like mm-hmm. bawling his eyes out. And she was like, this is what I wanted. Him to show me emotion. Now I can get him back, basically. And he was trying to say, like, I don't want to hurt you, but I got to move on. And she was like, right. nope, there's still room. And, like, kept coming with the cute dresses to get the cable box and all that shit. I mean, with James, it happened, too. Like, she's not one to break up overnight. No. It's going to take a season or two. Right. And it's, oh. I think Kristen should not be with anybody because she's just a horrible dater. Yeah, I think picker. she has a bad picker. Like, her picker's off and she stays too long. Well, so was same with Stassi, but then Kristen, Katie, and Kristen set up Stassi with Bo. Maybe and Kristen should have kept Bo for herself. Mm-hmm. She knew That'd him. Be a horrible you match. know, they did that movie or whatever. It would be a horrible match. At least she would be able to stay with someone who's not an asshole. That's true. It's very true. Oh, but uh, overall, Vanderpump is just trash. Awesome. So glad nothing's changed. Glad I'm not yeah. missing out on anything. But there you go, people. <laughs> Um, that's it for that recap because it, I mean everything is the same. They're just Pretty maybe much. in Kentucky doing the same bullshit, but have not yet gotten married. So we'll get to that hopefully very soon. And in the meantime, we can move on to a reunion of Jersey part two oh. um, of three because Jersey is almost over. And I'm actually really sad about this, uh, you too. know, about this ending because. Jersey to me is like just comforting. To me, it reminds me a lot of what I like about New York. And that's even if the season is not super plot heavy, there's it's always a good episode. It's just like good to have right. one. You still want to get a glass of mm-hmm. wine. You want to just curl up and you want to watch these bitches do stupid shit. And right. that's what I love about it. Except Roni's a little bit more fun because especially they're all older. And I love something that I love about and watching older ladies have the time of their lives. And they're all single, yes. And they all want, like, a 13-year-old to date. Exactly. And then <laughs> what I love about, it's always the, the not normal that I love about these housewives. Because what I love about Jersey are the husbands. I think they're the saving grace. I think it was what made mm-hmm. the second part worth watching. Um, I said it last week on my podcast. Yo, you may hate her, and she's very easy to hate. Jennifer Aiden is the only person that's like piping up on the cast on the couch. I, uh-huh. I, 
Oh, Everyone I do else not is, like her, but I agree. I do not like her, but she's not. She is not really likable. But likable, like I said, is, doesn't mean you're a good housewife. There are plenty of right. likable individuals that make shit housewives. I think Jackie is likable. I think she was a great housewife last season, and she's not one this this season. I don't think she's okay. as likable this season as she was last season. But I also think she's gotten so much more quiet. Like she just seems she's so civilized. Par. I think she's on par with last season. Really? I thought yeah, she came so. in heavy this season and has calmed down. Like, last season, she was going after Jennifer. She was going after Teresa. She brought up the prison. She was going in. And this season, she starts to go in about Teresa. And, you know, they went to, like, that um, interior design store or whatever for Melissa's party. And she started to go in. And then it's, like, it's kind of tapered. Crooked. And I'm just like, how did we go down? Because you're, cause she wrote a whole article about this woman spoiling her kids in her home. Like, <laughs> that was next level shit. I didn't like it, but it was next level shit. I actually shit. read that article. <laughs> really? Yeah, I found it. I read it. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, that, I think that was her point was like, it starts about you, but it doesn't end about you. Like, it's a right. whole conversation. But still, I mean, that's some good shit to do, especially if you want to mm-hmm. get your place on a housewife show yeah, or housewife franchise. Or write right an about article about how someone overly spoils their kid in their, from yeah. being in their home on a show you're still on with them. That's true. It's a very housewifey thing to do. Right. And this season, though I think it's an important conversation, we've gotten eating disorder, family, yeah. family response to eating disorder, and then money we won't we don't get to know how much of, but we just know it's a lot. Well, because that's the thing though, you know, money talks and wealth whispers, that saying. Yes. And she's definitely and, whispering. Oh yeah, you could tell because she's like like old money. Cause I know people who are like loaded loaded they don't talk about it it's like it's, it's never just, a thing it's an open secret i have yeah i exactly like i have an aunt who is so rich and also to me appears so poor it's like she mm-hmm. will not ball out the woman will get like seven dollar walmart dresses and got her car simply because it was a tax write-off and then everything else but i know her like her net worth, I just don't know how much it, it her, she has because I the only reason I know that's because I worked for her business for a while and you know saw the income of things and was like, wait a minute, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I think that's the thing about Jackie is that we see that she's like, oh yeah, me and Evan have properties, and I'm like, oh with an S, that's a hard S. I like this. This is <laughs> nice, but we don't get to know right. like how much, but we know that if they're all stocked, they're coming in nicely. Right, and if she has multiple, she's probably renting them, so she's making more money. Exactly. We love a nice multi-income. I love a multi-faceted mm-hmm. housewife who's always ready for a recession. Um, because apparently Tamara Barney over there in OC is struggling in that department. I saw she's keeping gut open. Oh, wow, But, like, wow, no wow. one's Poor here. Community. And I'm like, girl, no one's there because they think they're going to die, but they also never went to your gym in the first place. So either way, you're broke, because she already put her house up for sale i hear allegedly because she lost the her new job one? yeah the one she just moved into uh, allegedly she is enlisting it because well um she lost her job so no no that one sold and they moved into another one they moved into another one yeah interesting because right after she 
was announced she left the show. She got the, the announced she got fired, basically. Because we all know she got fired. Um, they put up, yeah, they put, or someone was like, wanted to buy it, approached them, gave them a huge offer that they supposedly couldn't refuse, and they sold it, and they bought another house. Yes. So, but that's the house that I was talking about, is the one that, because oh, okay. they had just moved into it last season. Right. That was like the beginning thing. She was like, I just got in, I got, I, we just moved into this house, and I was just trying to get used to it, and she had a house on party, and someone was on a scooter or something like that. And um, she was so hell-bent on joining a country club or something. It was, like, a big thing. And I'm like, oh, so what happened? Oh, you lost your job. That's so sad. Yeah, boo-boo. Boo-hoo, poor baby. Yeah, boo-hoo. <laughs> and speaking of OC, which is not about Jersey, but, like, I saw that Kelly and Shannon are uh, being friendly, and they have reconciled, which I find really interesting because uh-huh. they're not supposed to be talking to each other right now and then because of the this is how because of Tamrat and Icky well also because the filming suspension so they're not supposed to be speaking to each other at all because of the filming suspension like they're not supposed to text call or go visit each other and I got that from the same source and birdie that I always speak of that I can't reveal but is extremely reliable that they're not supposed to be talking to each other until filming resumes. And I think Kelly's initial post about her being Rihanna with Shannon was something a little bit pointed at that about how they're neighbors. So they can't really not talk to each other. So she can do whatever she wants. And then she changed it to what it is now. Um, But at first it was like, uh, I saw that neighbors. neighbors. Yeah. And she changed it since then. Well, I gotta go on my personal Instagram because Tamrat blocked me on my Bravo. So did so did Icky. Um, but let me see. Hold on, because you know Tamra and Vicky unfollowed Shannon. Yep, they are not happy with it. They are not happy. Oh, that, but what did they think she was gonna do? I mean, Shannon needs to be friends with more than one person in order to be full time because who else is going to film with her it's like the problem Nina's right. having now otherwise you're going to have to do an apology tour because how else will you get your scenes and the women we can, we'll, we're can. i sure we'll talk about Atlanta in a second but the women barely want to film with Nini exactly so you have to make up and make friends but Tam Rat posted fake friends are like shadows they follow you in the sun but leave you in the dark Oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. her. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Whatever. I just, anyways, I can't even give OC my time yet. So, but I no. just found that really interesting, and I loved it because they're the one of the few franchises that are still filming in the midst of all of this Corona madness, and they're suspended until God knows when. Uh, we don't know well, now when we'll get also. anything. Right, and now we don't know when we'll get anything. Oh, wow, we're not going to get that. And Atlanta, they only reported it canceled at first because they've, yes, we all know it's postponed, but I think the reason why, I I think it was the TF Potomac or TF Atlanta that did it and called it canceled is because we don't know when, and they're done. The season is over, and we're about to wrap it up, and this is the normal time that we would have a reunion so that when the next four to six episodes finish airing, we have something to to talk about or to use. And now we don't have a date for that. Uh, We're probably going to end the season before we get one. So 
Right, but it's like this, is like something no, you know, no one can predict. But I, it's like, eh. but also this, I said no, it was Housewives of ATL. Okay, because I, I'm friends with her on Instagram. We talk all the time, and I said to her last night, "This is the best thing, Corona, for the Atlanta reunion, because all the bad feelings and resentment are just gonna fester and fester inside of these people." And like you know the mm. the gif where Angela Bassett's walking away from the car that's on fire. Yep. I said that's gonna be Kenya Moore at this reunion. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, no shits given. I can't she wait. I think she's going to come in and she's gonna come in swinging. And I'm really, mm-hmm. oh, I'm happy for it. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I would say that. Jersey is something that I don't know what they what it's so weird because I don't know what they need to do to Jersey to make it you know super it's not that Jersey is bad it's just that we started this particular franchise with such a totally weird approach to housewives it was right. not the same as it is now for any other franchise everybody wasn't Italian and related and married into and all that uh, you know, Teresa is one of the one is one of the few housewives that have has ever had everyone against her at one time, um, and she yeah. does not care. She doesn't give two fucks. You know, her own sister in law and her had the most explosive episode ever, probably still in history, and that's the christening. The and it christening? was episode yeah. one of season three. Like they right. started with that, where normally now they would end with that. So. I think that it's like we've kind of come to a place where the biggest plot that we had was the hair pool and it was a good season and it's something that I don't think needed three parts, but Jennifer is like basically working it for three parts. She's milking it for three parts. Right, like what I think also, because we haven't seen Beverly yet. That's very true. That's very true. And, and I don't... like, oh. Oh, Beverly. It's, it's, it's hard to get into, but I think... Jersey, their ratings for part two did the best that they've ever done. They had they estimated yeah. about one point three mil this part two. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and in the eighteen to forty nine demo, which is a large demographic to get that, yeah. so really, really good for them. They are doing way better than Pump Rules, so that says something. And uh, which is so sad because you, I used to think that Pump was doing so much better than it was, and I think Jersey the, we've seen the best for the reunion. I think we've seen the best that there is to offer. We have Danielle next um, episode so that's what I'm waiting for. she'll give us crazy and I am waiting for that too but that and the husbands we pretty much only needed those two episodes this part two and part three to me but these husbands we got some really good info from them about things. It, you know Frank, Catania and Dolores are never getting back together and they just broke my yeah. heart with that information. I'm I actually sure really that. like them. I think that they're already getting it in. I, I know that that's they swear it's not true, although Frank basically said, whatever Dolores says I'm going with, which is all but an admission of guilt. Mm-hmm. So I have to speak about Dolores and actually Teresa too. Because I'm, I'm coming at Bravo from a gay perspective. And also with religion, I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud to be Jew. Holla. <laughs> um, and that's a good one. You know, 
or I should say Hala. <laughs> anyway, um, certain things this season have been sort of anti-Semitic. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that. If you if you think that, because uh, you know there there have been rumblings about you know some of the things that Dolores has said, especially about Jackie. That have been anti, right? And she's just different than us. She's raised different than us. And a lot of people have said they felt that that to be that that's what she was getting at was that she's different because she's Jewish. And other people, you know, Jackie and Dolores like initially addressed it because you know Jackie was like, I did not get that whatsoever. But to me, I've always said it doesn't really matter what you take offense to. Doesn't mean it's not offensive. It's Mm -hmm. not for me to judge. But just because one person takes it one way. And someone else takes it takes it another way. You still have to answer for the people who took it the wrong, the wrong way. way. Like not to say that they're always right, but if you did offend someone, even if it wasn't your intention, it still happened. And you can call that being sensitive or whatever the case. But when someone right. you know does something you don't like it, you still want them to know you didn't like it, and they can still apologize right. for making you upset. They don't have to take it back, but they can be like, "I'm sorry that you took it that way. That wasn't how I meant it." Exactly, and Jackie said, because Jackie, of all people, would know best because she films with them, and hours of footage, you know, wind up on the cutting room floor. Uh huh. But it's, and she said at the first part they weren't, they weren't, um, there aren't are anti-Semitic. But it's like people in my DMs, like there's a woman who said she was Orthodox, and this kind of upset me. A person who said it in my DMs, and I was very gracious to her, and it's her opinion. But, like, Gia, because I was watching, I have been watching season two of Jersey, like, since it's been airing, and I started over. Mm-hmm. And Gia said she doesn't want to marry a Jewish man because she doesn't like the curly things. You know how some Jewish men, their hair curls? Oh, yes. Which, and at the time, Gia was also eight years old. Yes. You can't, you can't fault an eight-year-old. I can't. I mean, also, she can only be responsible for so much of what she says considering right. her parents are the ones supposed to be like hey that's not nice or teach her some kind of tolerance well, or, like, and or laugh at her certainly said that okay instantly that's like, Gia good. don't say that but it's and like seems like someone didn't do that though with Dolores right so it's like I get where Jack is coming from but Dolores did not answer for anything she sure brushed off on the rug and I get where they're coming from. Like, if something's wrong, like they said the last reunion, if something's wrong, Dolores, no, they would never call. Like, mm-hmm. my friend the other week got upset and hung up the phone. We were talking talking to each other, like, actually speaking to one another on the phone. Mm-hmm. I called her back, like, three times. Like, what's going on? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Did I do something wrong? Let me know. Please tell me. You're like, and I sent her a bunch of texts. Like, I did that right away. <laughs> and it's a very Jewishy thing, like, are you okay? Do you need food? That's the two first like questions they come up with. Is a little right. stereotypical, yeah, but it's like, are you okay? Do you want a meal? Yeah, yeah, I understand that, and I just think that Dolores, I've never really understood. And this is what I mean. Like, even though you don't like Jennifer, she's the only one sometimes who's really like driving the the thing home, and it's yeah, not necessarily. She's oh, definitely the MVP. No one's saying that she's not annoying. I'm just saying that otherwise, who is going to do it? Dolores? 
Like, she's not going to do it. And she's the only one engaging with Marge because that's the only one that Marge can engage with. And to be frank, and I do like Teresa, and I understand why they're kissing her ass, to be honest, without Teresa, they almost wouldn't even have a show because when she went to jail, they didn't for a while. And then also, she's the one who people are the most interested in seeing because she and her husband are criminals. So, right. We want to know That's... that he's getting deported. We want to watch that happen and it, it, what's going to happen with the kids. And like we're interested in that. So, of course, naturally, people are going to kiss her ass because being friends with her means that you're likely going to get more filming time or you're going to be like pretty right. safe because they're not going to get rid of Teresa. They're just not going to. Right. It's not no, going to no. happen. Right. The one thing I don't like about, I don't like Teresa on the show because a couple years ago, she went on like a, some podcast and said, I'm only doing the show for the money. I mean, I'm well, sure most housewives, right? And most housewives are doing it for the money at this point. Like they've like veterans. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason they're doing it. But it's like also you gotta leave up that facade, you know? Right. So whenever I see her scenes, it's like brings me down because I'm like, I know she doesn't want to be here. Like I, you know that for sure. So it's like, well, then why are you filming? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like. Go away. Like Honestly, I'm sure Ramona is probably away. thinks the same way from New York. Because she does it for like the notoriety. That's the only reason she does it. Right. Not because she wants to spend time with the girl. She could give she, two and shits we about saw that. that a couple of seasons ago when she kept leaving everything early to like go Those, on a date or whatever. And the cameras season. wouldn't go with her. Or last right. season. Wow. Time really does slow down, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Especially now. And I I think that, yeah, with Jersey, the best thing we got out of it was the men and asking them questions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between the men and Danielle, that's all we really needed to see. Um, the rest of it could have easily been squeezed in with the men. And because I can't even think of how many other major plots happened in part two other than, you know, Jennifer accusing everybody of kissing Teresa's ass. So really it's her right. kissing her ass. And, you know, that pretty much being it. We know we're not going to get from Jackie how much money she has. Um, Andy's not going to really press them too hard on any of the other issues. But you can tell he's also annoyed with Jennifer, but Jennifer is the one, do- the one doing her job. Right. It's like it's like you want to be annoyed, but you like, got to appreciate it. Yeah. And then, like, Melissa, I don't know. I don't get... I don't understand why I'm not connecting with her this episode. Like, this reunion. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer was right to call them out because... We know, girl, you don't have no sister. Like, we know. The sister was Teresa. If the psychic saw anything at all. They meant Teresa. Right. Like, that's this long, long sister-in-law that you need to go find and, like, become a, have a relationship with. Otherwise... Right. It's like... Th- it doesn't exist, girl. And we never girl, hear about bye. it again. And, like, we don't even follow up with the restaurant where the guy, like, majorly screwed them over. We just found that out. We're like, girl, we could have known that. We would not have thought it was fake if you... We're honest and delved into that, but you only want us to see the things that you're self-producing. No one believes that you get to the end of all your kids being preteens or teenagers and then up and decide to have another one without it being like a oops. <laughs> That's a good way to say an oops. I mean, because granted, if she, if she got pregnant with Joe's monster sperm that with his <laughs> three swimmers could have gotten her pregnant, which to me, if she really wanted a baby, I don't know why she wouldn't have just tried. And That's why I think it was fake. Because if she really right. wanted a baby, to me, she would have just tried. She, her husband loves to have sex, wouldn't have said no to having sex with her, and claims to right. be this Tarzan of a dick slinger. 
So clearly he would have gotten her pregnant because he thought he would have gotten her pregnant, but she didn't say they were trying. She just said right. they went straight into looking at IVF and, and, and getting um, to see what his sperm count was and all that stuff, because that would have been multiple episodes. But if she really wanted a baby, she would have said, you know, we've been trying and trying. It's not working. And I think here's why. Or then it would have been more natural. Like if they had been said they've been trying and trying and if the work didn't work, then they went to IVF. That would have been more natural. Right. Because someone like Joe, I would have never thought or guessed that he would be the problem. That's the reason why it was shocking to me that they made him go get everything tested and automatically went to, we know something won't happen thing. Because the girl is not premenopausal. She's in fantastic health. She constantly gets her OB, like her her yearly visits with the, the gyno if she's being healthy like that. So every year, you know, if she was really trying, she would have brought this up before she was filming. And the doctor right. would be like, okay, well, let's run some tests to see about your eggs or whatever. And if it didn't come back right or whatever, then it would have been like, you need to start this, that, and the third. But it just seemed really fake. And I think it was right of Jennifer to call her out on that. But again, we did not mm-hmm. need an entire part of that. We really no, not just... at all. It was so stupid. It could have been five minutes, easily. And then we could have gotten right. into the men. And I loved hearing about how Dr. Aiden works on, worked on Jennifer. She's a walking billboard. I think he did a great job, but it would make you me a great job, but nervous. I, I can't believe... Y'all, uh, me too. Like, why would you work on your spouse? I wouldn't if want my spouse to work happened. on me, and I would not want to work on my spouse. Like, both would happen. Right. Like, if something got to happen during surgery, you would never be able to forgive yourself. Yeah, but it made me think of... um. I forget her name. Was it Lisa or something? Lisa in Miami. Miami. Yes, whose husband, what, she was his walking billboard, she said. Like, she was like, I am a, job, a, a show of a job well done. And I, and I was like, you're going to just really? work on your wife and his their housekeeper. And I was yeah. like, you're the people you know. <laughs> not to say that they yeah. should be, you know, working on people that they don't if they're not good surgeons. But I think there is a certain level of like, when you don't know the person, there's more professionalism that comes into play versus right. less because of the comfort and the familiarity. Like, oh, I know this. Oh, I know that. Like, but when there's complications, you don't always treat it the same way because you're like, I don't think you're expecting them like at all. You're not thinking right. about those possibilities as much as when someone else's life is in your hands that is not related to you. Someone might argue that you'd mm-hmm. be more concerned, but I just would not want to cut someone open and change them cosmetically that I know to me that also makes right. me feel a little Without... self-conscious yeah I know I get it, it may, that makes sense it, I wouldn't I feel the same way it's it's like weird yeah it's strange I'm I don't I don't like it but no. I loved you know I love Dr. Bill I think he is the MVP also of the husbands and that was hard to do on the Jersey husband cast because they're good husbands <laughs> they are they're very they're good to watch yeah like I think Joe and Frank need to hook up. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a love affair there, and it's kind of there's adorable. Something. And they, they, and I was actually shocked yet proud that you know they they had that little bit of a joke about their love affair, and that Joe actually mm-hmm. was calm with it. And I don't know why I expected him not to be. I don't think that Joe is a homophobe, but it made me... No. It was interesting to me that I trusted Joe Gorga to be less of a homophobe and more accepting and comforting in his masculinity than Jax Taylor. Like, I got right. a better result from Joe 
who we've seen be problematic than Jax, who claims he loves the gays, which I can't stand right. that phrase. I don't we start on that. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I can't stand in, that, but I, that's interesting to me. In the past, we've seen Joe Gorby like, like sexist towards Melissa and Teresa. Yes, yeah, and sure. And Antonia. But he's never been homophobic. I like him in a way. I always call him a lovable misogynist. I think that yeah. you know you can also take everything that he thinks about a woman and their relationship, a man and a woman's relationship. You can take it with a grain of salt now because Melissa even stopped listening to it and opened up a business. And he was like, "I don't want you to work. I want you to stay at home in the kitchen and make sandwiches." But then he also built her a boutique, right? So that's uh, and like built her a like, music really... studio. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to leave the home, but I will help you support your dreams. Yeah, like, so he's a level of misogynist, but everything that he preaches about the, you know, the, the dynamic of a heterosexual family is kind of what Teresa lived, and it got her nowhere, so it's oh, this, really... Here, you want to hear my, my opinion on Teresa and Joe? Oh, sure. This is going <laughs> to be controversial. Do I feel bad for Teresa and Joe what happened to them? Absolutely, one hundred percent not, because they were adults. They, if they didn't understand the contracts, they should have hired a lawyer to read them and go over them. Teresa shouldn't have just blindly signed her name, because if I don't, I if I have a contract, I read it. I read my receipt before I sign it. Right. I'm looking at the receipt at the restaurant. I don't just hand my card down. I read it to be like, oh, you double charged me. Because once they already take your money, it's a lot harder to say you didn't see that. Right. And do you know who I do feel bad for? Terrible for? The girls. They did nothing wrong. Yeah, they also didn't ask to be here. So they didn't ask to be your children. They didn't ask to be born. So Mm -hmm. it's like you can't make them out to also be your excuse for why you did it either. Because you chose to have children. If you thought that was going to make some kind of enormous pressure on you to then be a provider or a breadwinner maybe either you should have had less children or maybe you should have done something more honest. At least, you know, mm-hmm. you would have had a home and it lived below your means. You can have four kids and not live right. in a house like that. I see people doing it McDonald's. Time. But you, know, you could have even, like, done something within the same field or something. You didn't have to live in that house and spend that kind of money. Like, it's right. not hard. I see parents and I have people that go to my school and stuff that they have two kids, three kids, four kids. Some of them are in school at the same time as having these kids. They make it work. Is it the best or most ideal? No. But are they doing it to better their kids' life? Honestly, yes. yes. And that's not what they did. Not to mention, I don't ever feel bad for Joe because the man, he's lucky. It took him this long horrible. to get caught and deported. I don't feel bad about him going to Italy. He already got no. in trouble and got arrested for the whole brother with the passport thing. Just an idiot, and it's he's an idiot, and like he is horribly misogynistic, homophobic, and it's gotten Teresa nowhere. It got her landed in jail. She missed right. her the last like eleven months with her mom that she could have spent a whole. That's a whole year. If she knew that her mom was gonna die like a year later, I mean that's the thing. You don't get to make you. My mom used to always say, "You can make the choice, but you can't choose the consequence." So right these were the choices and it's sad because everyone else around them suffered but they still aren't even remorseful like Joe's not even that so 
I no, because he doesn't care. He thinks it's he doesn't care. He doesn't think it's his fault. He has like a huge ego about it. Like nothing he did was wrong. I'm sure he thinks that. He has the worst ego I've ever seen. It's it's so so bad. Like it's next level bad. And I'm curious as to what we're gonna hear from Joe when Andy asks him, like, did did you ever confront the other Joe? about cheating on your sister and things like that. And that was a good question to me because I'm, I've always been curious about how much they let this man get away with and when they just let the, when did they put their foot down, you know, other than in the form of tension. We always saw their tension in the family as Melissa and Teresa not getting along with Teresa, not liking Melissa. But at some point, did, you know, Joey step in and was like, you're not going to treat my sister this way and that created tension? Like, what was it? What did he do as a bit as a, as a brother that you know? Because he's so protective of all these women, but like, what did you do to protect your sister? What all that stuff? Like, we always hear No No talk about how he told Joe go get become a citizen. He told Joe, you know, go take care of this. He told Joe what to do, and he didn't do it because Joe's an an idiot. But like, what was Joey's part? And I'm interested to hear what he has to say, you know, and how it's going to affect their relationship in the present and going forward. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. Well, I know that Teresa told them to stop because I get this. It was getting back to the kids, what they were saying in the like on Twitter and in social media and in the media, like bad mouthing Joe. And it's still their father at the end of the day. You gotta, you have to respect that. Right. I Which agree. I get, but it's just, it's like a mess. It's such a mess. And I think that at the very least, we'll get something good to come of that and something good to come of Danielle coming and being on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. She demands to sit on the couch next to Andy. She ends up getting like mm-hmm. a timeout chair that was meant for Leanne. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is what I say about Beverly. You want, this is how much you need to pay here. Give her a used bottle of half buck Chuck from like Trader Joe's, a used tube of matte lipstick, a crumpled up 20 bucks, and camera time, and she will stab someone for you. <laughs> I mean, she does seem like she will overperform for underpay. Um, oh, yeah. That much is very, very obvious. And I'm curious to see what happens. I really do think that this wrap-up... We're going to watch what happens. But um, <laughs> Especially since we can't do it any other way. And I think I'm actually more sad about Watch What Happens being canceled than almost any yeah. other show. Because most of the drama happens on Watch What Happens Live. Nene and Marlo constantly perform on Watch What Happens Live at a level that no most people don't even perform on their actual te- television shows. The best part I've, was when they were doing the live promo and Nene said, fuck her about Kenya. That was Marlo fantastic. Is, it was a live promo. Uh, and Marlo was so self-absorbed. She's like giving kissy faces to the camera and the audience. She doesn't even they, notice. They were, they were, it's so good. They were genius brilliant people on Watch It Happens Live. I love, oh, I love you can yeah. you can literally to me hate Nene all you want, but the way that woman performs, especially mm-hmm. on Watch It Happens Live, it is yeah. what so many other shows need. I love Atlanta's cast, so I would never want them to take this seriously, but they almost need to like divide them all up and disperse them amongst other groups. Yeah, because they need to like or put just put like three of them in in Beverly Hills. I really think they need to put Cynthia over there. I think that she would actually fare nicely and you won't just have to just have the one. You can have maybe two women of color 
on Beverly Hills. But also she can move to LA. I think you can move Kelly Dodd down there. I think that it would be, mm-hmm. you know, a really good show if they jazz it up a little bit because the Atlanta ladies, they have such a clear, distinct ratings gap over all the other shows. Yeah. And it's literally because that cast it's at least one million. You typically more, but at it's least like one point seven. They get one point right. seven, and that is a major play. That's seven hundred thousand extra people that they get a, a a week versus Jersey only hitting like one, sometimes like one point oh or one point one, um, or even one hitting usually. Yeah, and then New York getting even. It's like bad. It's like barely a million some some weeks, and. Atlanta, they just overperform and outdo. So I think they could easily disperse them amongst the masses and we would actually have a really good time. Kenya could have gone to New York ages ago, especially when her husband that was there. That would be great. Are you kidding me? She Because to me, people would think that like they're going to be too much on other shows, but I think on New York, she would have been just enough. Yeah. Also, especially if you got rid of that when Bethany left. Oh, God. You never should have even caught Leah Mob. You should have just had Kenya do it. Well, that's the thing. You know what happened with that, right? Um, with Bethany. Yeah, and Leah. Bethany was supposed to bring Leah on Yikes. as her friend. And when they Bravo was negotiating Leah's contract, Bethany, in the midst of their negotiations, announced, I'm out, deuces. And it left the producers scrambling, like, because they liked Leah. They obviously cast her. And I guess she's going to be introduced by Tinsley. That's, um, but that like, doesn't make sense. Right, but Bethany was supposed to be your introduction because the way house it's weird with Housewives. The first season, you can put a bunch of random ass people together as long as it works. But every season from there on, there has to be a genuine connection. Yeah, like for Beverly Hills in season four, it didn't work because they met them through the the Chamber of Commerce, like with Carlton and Joyce. Mm, But season mm -hmm. five, when they fired Carlton and Joyce. Lisa Rinna has known Kyle for years because they're both actresses. She also has known Van- Vanderpump for years. And then she has known Eileen. And then Lisa Rinna knew Eileen. It was, like, natural. Yeah. And, and season five was one of the best seasons of Beverly Hills. I think so. I, I mean, I was just trying to figure out the other day, like, when we fell from grace and when we came back because I think both Season happened. five. Yeah, I think both right. happened. Afterwards. Like, it's been ebbs and flow in Beverly Hills. So... Mm-hmm. I just want the best for my housewives, especially Jersey. I think we need to definitely, I don't know what to do with the cast because you can't really, I, I think they're all really good together. They gel together, but it doesn't make it interesting to me. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens and what they could bring. But this is they also why I say. Spice. They need a new, new right. cast member. Whether and it's I, friend or full-time, they need someone. They do need someone. I think that's what they wanted Jennifer to do. And that's why I'm like, I get upset when people are like, she's too much, get her off. I'm like, that was the point of them casting her and Jackie, that they were the only spicy people because they have no loyalty to the other ones yet. Right. Their stake is still turn on each other at any point in time. And I think that if Jackie and Melissa turned on each other, I would actually be more interested. I would like to oh, see how that works. Uh, you know, they all I think it'll happen at- eventually. I think so too. I think they need to stop pretending like they can't go after Teresa. They need to stop worrying about that full-time check because King approved it. If you still go after the main head bitch in charge, you still could keep your check simply because you did that. And For you performed. Like four? Right. So right. It doesn't, was... you don't have to be a slave to them. 
No, you don't at all. So, uh, Jersey was good, and that does end our weeknight shows. And then we had Shaz, who switched back to Friday nights, and mm-hmm. their ratings definitely did reflect their switch to Friday nights and what I call the Bravo graveyard at first. Yeah. But then something happened to them called Corona. And I'm not saying that they planned it. I'm just yeah. saying they definitely benefited from it. Their first week um, switching to Fridays, they did about half a million in viewers. Mm-hmm. This week, switching or still being on Fridays, but we have like this nationwide quarantine and that was still developing. It's still nowhere to where it is now on this um, pad. We're filming this or recording this on a Monday. They did seven point or 0.728. So wow, that's, that's huge. That's not quite a mil, but that's about 200,000 jump. Yeah. That's a lot of people who were forced to be at home and in mm. their homes and stuff like that. Doing so nothing. doing nothing. So again, it may be a Bravo graveyard, but Corona is bringing us off to the grave. Because what else do you do than watch TV? And what who else do you well, watch but Bravo? In the nineties, when it was the Gulf War, mm-hmm. remember all the networks were like airing. It was like I was first when this aired. I was like negative one years old. I don't think I was born. Yet. No, no, I was born. I think it was maybe like two months old. I found this out obviously later on because you know I don't. You don't remember stuff when you're two months old. But right when it was. The Gulf War, there were there was nothing on TV, absolutely nothing. So Fox took a risk and decided to air Beverly Hills 90210 because it was struggling at the time, mm-hmm. and they almost canceled it. Like they were doing it pretty much as like a summer burnoff. Oh right, and because every other network was playing the Gulf War coverage twenty four seven, it got popular. And it kept air, like, and people were staying home and watching TV during the week. And it got popular and just became this massive phenomenon. There we go. And that makes a lot of sense because people do, especially when you're, when you are forced to be in your house, you tend to want to do things. You tend to want to be relaxed and stuff. And you watch TV that you don't usually get to watch, especially on right. a Friday night, which is why I call it the Bravo Graveyard. And though, mm-hmm. you know, I adore Married the Medicine and their show has not suffered much in Bra- in the Bravo Graveyard. They've actually been able to overcome when it since when they first moved to Friday and Bravo's done them so dirty. One mil usually. Yeah, Bravo's done them so dirty and moved them back and forth mm. from like Sunday to Friday, Friday to Sunday. They're always all over the place. But typically whenever they move anything to Bravo on a Friday night, that's not Bravo's not prime time. Other networks like Shark Tank comes on Friday nights because they were actually getting better numbers on Fridays than they were on Sundays. And right. that makes sense, sure. But for Bravo, a Friday night, that's where they put like um, cash cabs sometimes. They, they put, they try to do Bravo home on Friday nights and that failed relentlessly. And then they did yeah. like Bravo five nights a week and that didn't take off. And then they do tardy for the party is all over the calendar, but they tend to put it on Fridays the last few years. And that's not doing so hot though. They won't cancel it. And Mary the medicine keeps getting better. It's arguably top three shows that are on Bravo period. Yeah. In the last 18 months. I agree. So, but they, they do well on a Friday night and I actually don't think that they're going to get Friday again. I really believe that they're probably going to move back to my, uh, to Sunday or to a different weeknight. Mm-hmm. And I could do like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, I would love a Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great, a great time to play Married to Medicine. I would really lift my spirits halfway through the week. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. And that then seems like a nice little placeholder. I think so. And so Shaw's was going on after Roa. And at first, so mm-hmm. the, the Sunday, the last Sunday that they were on after Atlanta, Atlanta got about 1.9 million viewers. And that wasn't even their season high. That's crazy. And then Shaza Sunset got about 1.1, which was their season high, which isn't great. But then good. following week to be on Friday night and get half a million. It's that a huge is drop. That is outstandingly low. And then so to yeah. get over to this quarantine situation where all of a sudden they're getting oh seven hundred and twenty eight thousand. That's a very big jump for them. Not quite to where they were, but for cons- all things considered, that's doing really well. Yeah, I agree. And the season's doing great. Yeah. So it's not the season's fault. (laughs) Because this this season is one of the best seasons, in my opinion. Because it's showing the demise of Reza and MJ. Yeah, exactly. And this episode was... uh, It was absolutely bonkers. I do not have too many points on it other than, like, shit, shit, shit. We went too far at some point, and I just started cringing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we jumped into that, I just want to say Family Karma after Atlanta, their... Um, premiere is about 700,000 which was Shaw's best this uh, since their switch over but Family Karma that's not great for a premiere especially after a lead in like Roa which is why they moved Shaw's in the right. first place that wasn't because they weren't doing well it was because they need to make the, up for the money in Family Karma but guys if you are not watching if you have not caught watch. it there's only been two episodes go watch we're ending on Family Karma specifically because we wanted to be able to pull us back up after getting into the trenches and being down in the dirt for all this other Bravo shit. Family Karma is good. I can tell it's going to be a good show. Oh, it's amazing. There's so much wall breaking and it's hilarious. The personality. people do not feel forced, but they also feel like they've done their homework. They do know what sells, but they can't be anything but themselves because they don't know how their own show is going to do yet. And I love right. that blindness, that naivete that they have where they don't know mm-hmm. if it's even going to work. So they have no other choice but to be themselves. They don't know what we expect from them yet. Yeah, exactly. And if we it's all so respond good. positively, it's, it's such a good show. I think people are going to love it. But, you know, in, the, in contrast, they're real friends who fight like real friends and aren't necessarily fighting to hurt each other, but like mm-hmm. just have like really random and many controversies, which is what I like because it keeps the season going. Versus Shaw's is like this one thing is a demise of this this friend group of thirty years between these two best friends that yeah, never yeah, could have been split apart. And it's like okay, yes, that is very sad, but like. It, it's hard because it's almost like you can't, they've gone so below the belt, you can't really pick a winner. Though I believe right. it's apples and oranges. If it's true in MJ that allegedly, you know, set up the demise of the marriage between Reza and Adam. I like, believe to, it's at true. At least to expose it. I do believe it's true too. But like, you know, for the sake of me not being sued, allegedly she did this. And allegedly, that yeah. to me is bullshit. You can't try to go after someone's family like that. But then... To also say, um, I'm going like to bring up someone's abortions 
mm-hmm. in order to no. say that that's the re as if she to to basically imply that she is the cause of her own hysterectomy and her own that was inability to have way kids. Too like far. It's it's your fault, and to be, especially to be a man saying this to a woman, I like my heart sank. Because if a woman said that to a woman, I would want to rip her to shreds. Because you're, you know what it's like to be a woman. You know what it's like to, to have the urge to have kids, even if you've never had, never wanted kids. You know what it's like to feel and have to question yourself: mm-hmm. Do you, do you want kids? Will I ever have kids? Is my clock ticking? Like that thought does enter your mind, whether you have them or not. And to be a woman right. to say that is kind of like you know what this is like for me. So to be someone who does not know what that's like to be a person without a vagina and without a reproductive system to speak on someone else's reproductive system and that it's their choices which she has the right to make is the cause of her being in the fucking ICU and having birth like complications is bullshit to me yeah it is we went way too far at that point I even though the overall fight I'm team Reza his what he said though absolutely 1000% horrible delivery horrible you I can't even you can't justify that the reason I say I'm on Reza's side is because Reza because you know Mike in the parking in the parking lot with the driver wherever they were was saying you know come on just talk to her calmly Reza walked in calmly and oh yeah trying to talk to his friend of 30 years I thought and MJ was just like ah! MJ just went off on him. I really so thought that they, was... cut some, they cut something out because I was like, we escalated so quickly. You know, he came down the stairs and it was like, a, do not talk to me. Do not approach me. And I was like, why? Then why did you come? Wasn't that the point of you coming here? Right. I, I think MJ I, is very guilty because in the past she's done shit to Asa when she was on the show. She did shit to Lily. Gigi multiple times. Uh, yeah, Gigi was like, I've been told y'all who it, who who this person was. And to be honest, in this fight, I think I'm still team. I'm I'm just gonna be team Gigi because she kind of has no place in it and right. is like, you know, she's kind of being a voice of reason in the corner somewhere. Exactly, like she's kind of been the voice of reason, you know. And she's friends with everyone, but calling people on her, she, right? Voice of reason, knife thrower, knife toiter, like. Hey, she used to like throw herself at people, but here she is being the voice of reason. And I love it. I've always had a soft spot for Gigi, and I mm-hmm. always knew she would pull through. And here we are. She's like the pulling hot through. Mess you root for. Exactly. And now she might be pregnant. Like that's well, at this point, it was not sure yet, but she wasn't feeling well. Um, you know, at this dinner that she put together, and they all thought mm-hmm. that she ran out because she didn't want to face the heat, but it turns out she was heating up and she thought that she wasn't going to be okay. And I like to see this journey Which I'm with glad her. she was. I know. I can't wait for them to actually like have to like cop to it and like maybe even apologize and be like, oh my God, we didn't even know. We're so sorry. Right. Well, then after she left, that's what everyone's mind switched to though. It's like, wait, is she pregnant? Yeah, because she just ran out of here. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you should right. check on her. And I will say, though I believe MJ did what she did, or did what you know she's being alleged to have done, I, the timeline was still before Reza knew that he knew MJ was having complications, and so I still would have been like, "You should have gone to the hospital," because the only reason that Tommy's even texting this to you is because you are her good friend. I had someone on my show whose husband is very like deep in that community and it's like you know all their friends or he's like cousins with 
their cousins and right. they're deep into that. And she was like, she believes that Reza and MJ basically plotted this together, like what they were going to do about his marriage, if you will. That's why it wasn't more than strip Jenga um, and him being inappropriate, but and, and the kind of in on it, which is why he didn't go to the hospital. But what happened was, talk to me. Yeah, of course not. Especially with their ratings being like in the in the crapper, like it has been the last couple of seasons. Right. But what did end up happening that they could not foresee is MJ's birth complications, and yeah. that won't ever add up or sit well with anyone. And then to go on, I just like when people. I don't like people bringing guns to a knife fight, and yeah. that's what I felt like Reza did. Mm. I I can see that, but I don't I don't agree. What he did, what he said to her. What was like, was we're terrible. no longer on the same playing field. Because she can't respond to that. And it was like, it's how I feel when people bring in anything else. Like someone's sexuality or their race or something like that. It's like, no, I can't. Okay. It's how like Leanne and Carrie, Carrie can't respond to, I'm a chirpy Mexican the same way that she could respond to, you're a bitch. Like, if right. Leanne just called her a bitch, we could fight that. We can go back and forth. But the moment you pull something into something that no one oh, can yeah. help, like, what am I, what is Emily supposed to say? Especially to shut down. No longer is it a good fight for me to watch. Because now I'm just but hearing also, this man say, you had all these abortions and now you can't have babies. But that's also off the fact that she threw water on him. She egged him on. No, yeah, that was too much. I do think she should not have, I think the, the, I mean, I can't say you should have thrown water on her back, but like, I mean, that's, right. that's mean. But like, that's the same, that's, yeah, maybe you're right, because that's this people's argument. But that's people's argument with Margaret and Danielle that, you know, she got her hair pulled because she pulled water on Danielle. Like, don't do that. So I'm not going to say Margaret had common, but she did get in her face and pour water on her first. So we never, mm-hmm. uh, you can't really, uh, you can't really estimate what people are going to respond. You only know <laughs> what you do and you can't make the consequence choice. So you don't know how they're going to respond to it. Right. I don't know. It's just, it's a mess. And <laughs> destiny is a mess. Destiny is a mess, and I do not like Destiny, and I think I've made that very, very clear. I cannot stand her. She can go suck a dick. Oh. Okay. Which she would <laughs> like to. Yes, she would. But And she is this new girl's brother, and I feel right. Sarah. bad for the girl. I kind of like Sarah's vibe, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fascinated and that I do. Oh, I thought that she was going to be so much more vapid than she is. She kind of does remind me a little bit of like a Lily. She's a little too pretty for her own good. I thought yeah. she was going to be one way. She's actually not an idiot. She's kind of smart and mm-hmm. has something to mm-hmm. her, like a little edge. And the way she talked to Destiny, I enjoyed. You know, mm-hmm. Destiny's trying to be like, I'm not doing, I'm living my life and doing whatever the fuck I want. And I don't buy that from her. Like that vibe doesn't seem authentic from Destiny. And also you didn't do everything you ever wanted or, you know, you're not doing things that you're not answering to people. You happened upon this man that happened to be there and you slept right. with him. That's not some like, major fuck the world do what I want to do mentality that's one circumstance of which you got some good dick and that's that's good for you okay great right the girl's still allowed to feel like don't fuck my brother ew I don't want to like I don't know that like no that's it I I agree it it seems like her brother's a player and she knows that she might be trying to protect destiny like I know what he's capable of and he's not gonna call you all the time girl no he's not it's it's you don't get to look like him and call girls back who flaunt how much they like you unless you really want to. <laughs> yeah. 
So very, very, very true. I would love to see where they go, especially with this whole R. Kelly thing. I am deeply interested in how much of the case that they talk about, especially since this is apparently post-surviving R. Kelly. So post-docu-series, I would love to see that. I think she is doing a great job not explaining her opinion or anything one way or another. She's literally just sticking to what she saw, so that's how I know she's been deposed. <laughs> it's ooh, it, I, it's going to be mess. That's a very messy gray area, and I can't wait for them to delve into it. Because you know, shows, oh, yeah. shows for one for one are messy. Oh All yeah, for sure, they're very very messy. So Especially I mean. Either. <laughs> yeah, you have nothing better to do now, people, than watching it because we're all stuck inside together anyway on a Friday or a Saturday. Um, my state yeah. actually just issued a statewide curfew back at home uh, in Maryland, and there everybody has to stay home basically after a certain hour. Um, they also just issued a closing of all restaurants and are apparently and allegedly bringing out like the National Guard. Yep, I said it, the National Guard. To make sure that people are staying their ass in the house. So you really have nothing better to do than watch TV. So go watch Shaws. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And watch and Family Karma. And watch Family Karma because you're already watching Atlanta. And that is where we are headed next. Everybody's watching Atlanta. And Atlanta's doing really well. I thought this episode mm-hmm. gave me a lot. I did not want to turn away from the screen. I tried to do it while I was eating breakfast, watch, uh, making breakfast. I had to pause uh-huh. it and do something else so I could save it for when right. I was sitting down and eating breakfast because I was like, this is good shit. I watched it at um, today at work, during work. Love it. <laughs> I, I, can, I can multitask at work when I'm not taking phone calls. And um, <laughs> then I can... I watched it last night live, obviously. It was just... Oh, my God. Oh, it was so good. I was very invested start to finish we mm-hmm. pretty much start with in major plot points we start with Kenya being ever lessly shady to Cynthia about this wine cellar situation and mm-hmm. I'm almost split and I feel like I ride the fence so much but it's because I get both sides like beyond just characters playing a game I get what the point of the conversation was and was Kenya being messy and shady? Hell yeah. Does Cynthia know enough about wanting to open up a wine cellar? Hell no. (laughs) So to call her on it as a friend, in front of everybody. To call her on it in general necessary because all of Cynthia's other businesses fail. Because she doesn't do enough like research and development. Right, like Kenya said in her, was it in her interview? She said she's a CEO. She has to know what she's talking about. She does. She has and to. It's her it's name on the line, beauty, which is huge. It's not currently. I I checked. It's not. No, oh. it was. It was, and that was my point I made on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. It was like, if you're in Sally's, you've made it. That's it. Yeah. There, especially as a black girl who is trying to make a, like a black hair care company, especially mm-hmm. that's using edges as her approach, which is the biggest like optimization uh, factor in black hair care. As long as it can keep your edges in place, your edge control, I spend so much money on edge control. We buy it by the gallons and we keep the containers because they're that big and we can use them for other shit. Like, Oh, wow. 
it's yeah, it's a big deal for her to be like, I'm gonna keep your edges. I'm gonna take care of your edges. That is a major deal. I get my hair braided, I'm still laying my edges down with my gel. If I get it straightened, I'm still laying it down with my gel. If I get my hair curly and wear it natural and wet and wavy, still I'm getting my edges down with my gel and a toothbrush. So for her to give us this approach, it's like she's right. You do need to know what you're talking about because otherwise we're not going to buy it from you. And she's in a very crowded space of amazing black women that make amazing black hair care products. Sally's, Mm -hmm. she rolled out limitedly and I think they ended it early. That's what someone in Louisiana, when my father in Louisiana told me allegedly that they ended it early because it wasn't selling. Because again, that is the Mecca. That's the Mecca for like all salon and like hair people. But like we all go get our stuff from Sally's. I get all my things from Sally's. If it's in Sally's, I'm buying it. So Kaya needs it. And okay, Reza is, he had his meeting to get his stuff in Sally's. Yeah. His care with Bedhead. And Bedhead is a major brand who is in Sally's. Bedhead, I use Bedhead. Yeah. It's in Sally's, It's huge. Go to Sally's and see if you find Kenya yeah. and let me know because I didn't see her in my local Sally's. And I sent some people out to go look see. at theirs. Let me see. Kenya, hold on, first of all. Every time Kenya I say more that, hair. Kenya care. more hair. I love that you also have to do that because I do it too. Kenya it's more like, hair care. Kenya more hair care. It's like I can't. It's the most it's the catchiest thing in the world. I love and it. I love the it. best was Tanya's face when she was marching in. Yes, I just Kenya more hair care. Which is what I'm oh. saying is that she kind of it makes sense to me that she kind of came after Cynthia's thing because even if it's not on Sally's or it isn't Sally's, wherever it's at, Kenya still needs to know what's in her product, how it works, and how to keep it going. And Cynthia keeps ha- having these businesses that don't follow through and don't deliver. And I've yeah. not gone to her wine cellar yet, but I'm going to be going because I also want to go see the cookie, the cookie lady who's like in the Ooh, same yes. district. And it's only like 25 minutes away from me, so I'm going to make that happen. But like... Oh, and I'm... Our, I'm- I'm looking on the website, Kenya Moore Hair Care on SallyBeauty.com. Okay, so maybe they do they they probably sell it online now. Yeah, for fourteen ninety nine. Her hair shampoo. Okay, so that doesn't yeah. mean that she's out the she's out of the fight because Giselle Brandt's makeup line was sold on Target.com first for like half a year to a year, and then they rolled it out in stores. Yes. So and that's fine. Right about now, we're all pretty much buying online anyway. So maybe this is good for Kenya's business. Well, we are buying online right now because of the the quarantine. Exactly. So this is good for Kenya. And I do agree that she needed to, you know, test Cynthia a little bit. But I do think it went far. And her snap at the the producers let me know she is projecting. She's coming from a place of, like, you know, not feeling that great in her actual life. And I kind of get that. And to me, it's just always interesting that she's taking it out on Cynthia. Yeah. It's Cynthia's engagement. It's Cynthia's wine. It's like mm-hmm. Cynthia that she was told to hush Cynthia's up or whatever. whatever. At um, the baby shower, she told her to basically be quiet. She wasn't talking to her. Like, it's interesting that Kenya keeps going after Cynthia. And I find that to be interesting. But also, Nene, this episode, I did not find myself to be as, you know, have as much of a visceral response to her as I yeah. normally do. Though I don't dislike her, I actually find her to be. I like her more because of tenure, but this episode, she made valid points and Cynthia did let Kenya get off the hook because there's not really much that's different here other than Kenya's husband cheated on her and Nene's husband had cancer. 
But they're both projecting and acting irrationally because they're better inside. Yeah. That's true. And I'm just like, just let it happen. Nini, I think this needs to be her last season for a few years. She needs to go away, not deal with housewives, but she just looks miserable. She does look miserable. You're very right. I think she looks like she doesn't want to be there anymore. Right. She she needs to go away. Just, I'm not saying forever, because, like, even on OC, like, I don't think Vicky and Tamara are gone forever. Oh, God. I know. It's it's awful as it sounds. And I don't think Vanderpump is gone forever on Beverly Hills. I don't think Andy wants Tamara to be gone forever on OC. I think he made it clear that he wants her back one day. Oh, he loves Tamara so much. Which I find interesting. But anyways, um, I think he also loves Nene because she always delivers. That's the problem. She will give you such good... That's The problem is, it's so hard to do that amongst a cast that also delivers. Yeah. Like... I even was Tanya and a friend. Hills, that'd be very different. Oh no, I would have loved to have seen that. But like I said, I even think Tanya in a friend of role is doing well as a friend of. I actually think she's doing really well in that role. I think even needs to be demoted down to friend of. Um, I completely forgot she wasn't even there. I feel awful. Eva. I as soon as they <laughs> FaceTimed her, I was like, oh my god, the there thing. is another one. <laughs> I did the same thing. I'm like, oh right, Eva's housewife. I completely forgot about her. They were like, oh, look. And she was like, I'm being induced tonight. I was like, you still ain't had this damn baby yet? Ain't it been like four episodes? My, no, I was like, you're still on the show? Yes. I just was like, how did we not have this baby? She has been pregnant for like nine years. It's like the Jackson Brittany wedding. It's like going on for a thousand and a half years. Right. I mean, they went on a whole fucking trip. And yeah. <laughs> she still ain't had the baby. She's still pregnant. Like, she wasn't, Nene wasn't even good with Portia yet, and, and, and he still had the baby. <laughs> Nene is made up with Cynthia almost twice, practically, mm-hmm. and fought with Kenya, and Kenya then got uh-huh. a divorce or got separated, and Eva still is in labor. That's the thing what I think about with Nene and Kenya. They have, when they're good, they're good. But when they're bad, it's like all out war. To be honest, I think that they're like one of those friendships that you shouldn't even try. I just think that that's, yeah. you know, it, Kenya said it, you know, we've always had a love-hate relationship, more emphasis on the hate. I'm like, at yeah. that point, they should not even try. I think that it's not the same as her with Portia or her with Cynthia, where she had genuine friendships with both of those ladies, and they both actually lost a friend. They actually crumbled a friendship. Mm-hmm. Kenya and her that never was really the case so I get that the only reason that they kind of want to push them to interact is because of the show or to make the show great but we've proven now even tonight or this night this recent Sunday you don't need to do that because Kenya and Nene finally went off on each other and it had nothing to do with each other it was about right. how Cynthia lets Kenya off the hook and Nene voiced that opinion, which she was well within her right to do and say as someone who was just on trial for how she treated Nene, I mean, how she treated Cynthia last yeah. year, she was able to say, you know what, you never would have let me get away with that. And she's very right. And Kenya responded back, like, well, times have changed because y'all are not close anymore. And so their fight to me made sense and it was organic. So you don't need to push them to have a relationship because they're not going to get one. But the fights are better right. when they're at odds, when they're not trying to make amends. But that my point with Nini, like with the last, not this episode, but the last one from last week, when they were all, when Kenny was crying at the table, they were all comforting her. Even Marla, which was very sweet, I thought came over to comfort her. And then Cynthia's like, well, I want Nini and Kenny to have a moment together. 
And he's like, I'm here for that. Kenya's like, I'm not. He's like, Nini took it as she doesn't want to hear from Kenya. And then, like, two seconds later, Kenya's like, I'm just not in the right headspace. I would love to hear from Nini. I just need to be in the right headspace for it. But Nini is so, with Kenya, so, like, pin, what's the, I can't think of the term. Like, has such tunnel vision with Kenya. Mm -hmm. She can't see the fact that maybe Kenya is just emotionally upset and want maybe wants to talk to her but just needs a minute or needs a little bit of time right Nini's Nini's like, one okay, of those people that closed. yes yes literally Nini is one of those people that you have to spell it out for her kind of like Teresa you have to spell it out for yeah. her why you're doing this and that it's not about her because that ego is so fucking big she has to like get you you, you kind of have to stroke it and be like listen it's not about you I just can't handle it I would love to talk to you it's always on my mind just right now I'm not in a good space to receive you because I did think that Portia and Nini's apology I think Portia's approach was more like that I appreciated mm-hmm. that she went that approach and it's definitely because of mm-hmm. therapy therapy helps people in more ways than you ever think it teaches you how to communicate in a Therapy's lot of ways amazing. and Portia I thought had a great backbone she was able to communicate with Nini to make it an equal relationship. And that is important. Yeah. She changed the dynamic instantly and told her her expectations in a way that did not seem threatening or, you know, like she was asking too much or, or faulting Nini. She used a lot of I statements and that's really necessary. Like, I feel this way and I don't like this and I needed this and I didn't get that and this is why I'm upset. Mm-hmm. She didn't sugarcoat anything, but Nini actually, I think, responded better than we all thought she was going to respond. Yeah. Whether you think it's fake or real, she did not. She's. I've never seen her even play humble that well. Yeah, she can't. It's not in her DNA. It's not. And to her, for her to apologize to Portia and to be like, you know, was huge. And to to commit, she was like, I don't think you're gonna treat me that way anymore. And Nina, like, I'm not. I'm not. You're right. I'm not. And I was like, oh, oh, this is this is different because who plays humble? Like, who does that? Who goes to that extreme? She didn't even, you know, fight her with uh, semantics of like, okay, yes, I apologize for that, but you did this to me. And I hate when they do that to each other because we go nowhere. Right. We go nowhere but the reunion. That's the only place that we go. But they actually seem to make up. And in real time, they are still made up. And I was like, no, that's because Nini might have actually had a genuine moment and we've never recognized it because she's never done it before. Right. But I can't wait for the reunion because Candy and Kenya are fed up with Portia. Yeah, and yeah, Nini, like Candy is over everybody. Like she seems to be like not buying Nini shit either, just doing it in a way that is synonymous with her being the new HBIC. Yeah, very subtle. Yep, and then we get this mm-hmm. final fight between Nini and Kenya, where Nini is going after Kenya, shocker about um, what we just talked about with Cynthia. Letting her right. off the hook easy and said, that's why your husband's leaving you. And, and Kenya I was like, and Portia stirring uh, that pot. Yeah. I was like, why? And because I agreed with Kenya when she was like, I just don't understand why we need to make all of our grievances aired publicly. Like, they knew what they were talking about, and it was Nini and Kenya. So she was like, I don't know why we have to do it all publicly when they just did theirs privately. Right. And I just was like, okay, that's a very good point. Like, I don't think that it was going to go anywhere. Um, I think mm-hmm. both, they, they both knew that and before it even ever even got to them you know Kenya had other options to give her crown to or whatever anyway so it was never going to be about Nini she could easily give it to Tanya and that was a conversation I was more interested in and I thought Tanya is holding her ground way 
way better than people thought she would. Yeah. She all but said, I didn't feel the need to feel sorry because you brought a woman who claimed to be my fiance's mistress around. So I don't need to feel sorry. Right. It's, it's, I mean, Kenya's right. And Kenya's really acting out this season, but because she's, I'm team Kenya always. I've always said like, for whatever reason, a soft spot for her in my heart. And that's okay. I think I did too. Mm. She's not loved. So it's not like, it's not like I really can fault her for so many things because you're going to have to learn to love a very different way when you're not taught any kind of foundational love from mm-hmm. core people that you will crave. Especially like your mom and you dad. Have, right. You can love your grandmother. You can love your aunt. You can appreciate the hell out of them for raising you and and owe everything to them and love them beyond measurable value but to know right. your mom but there's love nothing you, like the love of a mom hello like to know your mom doesn't love you there will still be a void even yeah. if all your other love spots are filled it's like vicky's fucking love tank it's still gonna mm-hmm. be a void right because her mom knows that she exists and doesn't acknowledge her and that is saddening and i know because in real time she was on i think the real and she cried because her mom finally sent like a onesie or something or like a little toy for her daughter and like acknowledged her daughter's existence. It, again, just huge. still has not talked to Kenya, has not communicated with her one bit in her, like practically in her life, but sent something to the daughter, which lets me both know that the both of them have so much despair in their heart because of the way their relationship is, no matter how much yeah. the mother wants to ignore it. But we see that after a while, you kind of just have to keep going. That's what I hear is the case. Like, they feel like they can't really go back and undo anything, so they just kind of keep it up. Yeah. I agree. And so, and for Kenya to cry about that, lets me know that she still really needs and, and feels the void of that. So that love mm-hmm. void is what makes her kind of lovable, but makes her also act out as if she is like, I've, I'm unlovable, I'll just be hateable, because there's a thin line between both. And Tanya, I just think is being so civilized, that she's almost too civilized to be with us. <laughs> Tanya's a different kind of Atlanta housewife she's never had before yeah but she's Canadian she's Canadian Canadian <laughs> and she's it's Canadian. not she's not it's not I'm not going to as far as she wasn't raised like us but she right. they're like fundamentally a little nicer like they have an actual moral compass sometimes and mm-hmm. I don't think Atlanta women do no, on this show Bra- okay let me say Bravo housewives we have to don't. find their moral compass with them because when we're looking for it, they're looking for it too, right? It's so, somewhere in yeah, Marcus. exactly. <laughs> in Neiman Marcus, <laughs> so with this, it's like okay, Tang is making more sense, but you know, we don't respond to sense well on this show, so this won't go over well, right? That really sense. Oh my god, what's that? <laughs> what is that? So, and then, guys, last but not least, we will end the with a brief light of family karma. We don't have super much yet because, again, they're still developing the storyline. So, let's just talk about the things that we do like about the show thus far. There are a lot of characters and dynamics. When I already thought we had a large cast, not large in the sense of Large, no large, but large in like I don't know all these people, so I have to learn all these people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we get two more introduced to us this week, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> Ooh. 
I don't know any of their names. Like a lot of them follow me on Instagram because I tagged them all on the like last week on the first episode saying you should follow them and watch the show. And I don't right. still know any of them. I had to write them down, but I do enjoy yeah. the dynamics. The parts that I enjoyed, and I'll just kind of like shoot them off rapid fire from this episode in, then you know, we'll get into dynamics overall. Um, one of them's name is Reshma. And she's one of the aunties, which is like a really cute Uh concept I like of all these moms that started this Indian community together in Miami. They're all called the aunties because they all like spy on each other and each other's kids and they're super close and talk about everything together. That's great. And so Reshma, her son, is marrying a woman who does seem to wear the pants in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, She seems to be very smart. Um, though this man is not unaccomplished, he is a like real estate broker in commercial, oh, the real, commercial estate. real estate. Yeah, right. So Reshma's son is marrying a woman who wears the pants, is a bit not controlling, but seems to be very domin- domineering. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this girl's mom does not seem to like him whatsoever or like this, oh, this no, relationship. So naturally, as I would expect, most moms, but especially cultural moms, it seems. Rush was not for the shit. And she doesn't like someone not liking her son. She doesn't care who it yeah. is. So she, you know, doesn't really want to get along with this other woman. And the other woman is very vocal about it. And it's like talking to one of her best friends about how, you know, Reshma doesn't talk to her. Never talk to her at the weddings. And they hold on to a lot of grudges, which means it's going to be really, really good fights because they're seasoned and marinated in these other grievances. Uh-huh. And True. apparently also I love learning the different quirks and dynamics of other cultures. It's what makes everything about this show so much better is because I don't know about any of this shit. So it's just fascinating to watch right. for the first time. They're not technically no, engaged because he's like, Oh, I did a Western proposal. And you know, in Western culture and a lot of American cultures, though they I would argue that most American cultures don't exist because we're all from something. So whether you know what you're not, but know it or not, but he was like, I did a Western style of getting on one knee, but we're not technically engaged because we didn't do it in like the the Hindu way. Yeah. So he didn't like do it in like the the Hindu, like, you know, religion or something. I'm like, you didn't have a, he didn't have a specific party. It seemed he was saying, I was like, that is so interesting because Mm -hmm. it's like when we have a Tanya on Atlanta, who's been engaged for like 12 or eight years. And it's like, what's the hold up? It's, right. it's the outlier. It's like, huh, so what's what are we doing here? So it's like, what's so the what's the hold up here? Married? Right, so what's the real reason y'all are not getting engaged? Why haven't you had this party or whatever yet? So there's that. And um, Anisha is his best friend, whom I love. I think she's the voice of reason here. She oh, she's hilarious. I know Anisha, yeah. So funny. And I like her dynamic. Very with... dry sense of humor. Yes, and I love a dry. I love a nice dry mm-hmm. wine and a dry sense of humor. <laughs> yes, And their big issue right now is basically... Yeah, and he does not want to rehash what happened at the gala between the mom, his future mother-in-law, because I think he doesn't want to be forced to talk about his future mother-in-law because it's family or about to be family. He doesn't want to rock his boat, which I get. But Anisha like is, is like, I want to call bullshit. What's going on here? Talk to me about it. So the, his option is to not talk at all. 
And we see that they're going to shift that somehow into maybe she likes him. And I'm like, oh, I could see why you would think that. But that's also going to be interesting for us to see because we don't know their dynamics like that. And it's going to be fun to watch. And then we introduce ourselves to two new characters, one of which is supposed to be like this rich playboy type who has a girlfriend, but we're still led to believe that he's been like, you know, he's like uh, the most eligible bachelor in the community because he lives on a compound. And there's like a bunch of different houses all together. Right. And like this little community, a la his last name, with their own statues of themselves. Even though they're I want more of that. Yeah. Let's bring cameras into that compound. I need a, a uh-huh. detailed tour on Bravo Let's TV. Bring cameras, they break Bravo the wall. TV.com. I love the fourth wall breaking. It happens every episode. And it's, I it's love amazing. it. We get one of the best ones ever when Bali is talking to the production crew about what oh, she's, she's like. And, and this new girl, Bali, she's fabulous. She gave up a really rich husband in India. She came to America. Um, when she was married, she had a button on the side of her bed that people would come and literally just tickle her arm. People really like that. But like basically just rub her and talk to her and touch her. And I am like, I want to know more about that. She is, they say she's technically an auntie because she's 40 when I realized that half the cast is over 30. So yeah. I guess you I guess you could be an auntie, but even <laughs> still, her daughter is still considerably younger than the rest of the cast. So yeah, that's true. She wouldn't she's, she's kind of caught gap. in the middle. Yeah, she's in the middle. Yeah. Yes, and definitely. so and Bali is giving us this like glamour. Yeah, like MILF. Oh no, MILF for sure. For sure. She's hot to try and she has great style and is like she doesn't act like a traditional Indian woman. She said, I don't know what one acts like, but I like what I've seen so far, at least from Bali. I'm not yeah. complaining about how she is. She seems great. Her shoes broke at the lunch. And one of my favorite things is like her mom was like deep into this flower business and she you can tell she's trying to like produce herself. And she says, like, oh, I love being here. No, I do love working. I love having this independence. And I love coming here every day. Then she was looking at them. And she looks at the production people and goes, actually, I can't stand working. I hate this. I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. I think you're right. I love that fourth wall breaking. Oh, it's fantastic. That's why the show, that's what makes the show good. It's one of the better things that we've seen. uh The grandpa scolding Anisha that she's not married by bringing in the producer. Then um, the girl, I forget her name, the Brian, the girl Brian's dating or kind of not dating. Oh, right. Monica, age. like, is his best friend. Monica. Like, feeding the producer a soup or whatever. Like, does this taste good? And he's like, well, can you try this? Because, you know, he's the first person. He's the only person there. Right. Because <laughs> she wants it to be perfect before Brian does get there. And I just, like, that's, this is great. I really enjoy this show. And we get to okay. see her, co- her uh, mm-hmm. Anisha's um, like aura and her vibes like cleared out because she's not married. And she said in the With trailer the that her mom, right, her mom paid a lot of money to get those worms in her chakras taken out. And I was like, this is great. I love people seeing, I love seeing people spend their money on frivolous shit. And I love it even more when it's frivolous shit I don't know about yet. Because I'm just like, right. can I try that? It's like cryotherapy. Yes, there are probably benefits, but like, wow, you're going to just spend lots of money to freeze your body? That's that's fun. I would love right. to try to do that. And I love <laughs> the dynamics of... Hashtag the, housewives. 
Right. And I love the families being super, super involved mm-hmm. in the plot of the show. What I love, my favorite, I think my favorite part of the episode was Brian, when Brian just talked to his mom and he said, I thought we agreed that when I moved into this house, I would become part owner of it. His mom <laughs> takes a beat and then just laughs. She just laughs in his face for a solid five seconds. Right. No, it's longer, I think it's longer than that, like a 30 second laugh. And then she just cracked up. And she took a beat before she did it too. Like, I, I know you didn't just say that to me. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Part. It was so good. And it might sound like I like nothing much has happened yet, but again, only two episodes. You kind of have to see it to believe yeah. it. The dynamics are so fun and genuine that you don't even realize that you're watching right. a friend group. You don't think you don't feel that feeling of like, oh God, where is this gonna go? We like what we, we got with you know Reza and MJ. It's just, it's just good easy. Laugh. It's easy. It's also, easy television. If you like good eye candy, the men, very attractive. Yeah, and this this is a good-looking cast, and they're doing something right over there because I kind of want them all to, like, kind of get together or spruce it up or something like that because I can see it, like, pretty distinctly. We have, so far, like, a love affair we're trying to root for. We have Mm -hmm. some controversy, some people getting in between each other. And then we have a lot of outliers who are like supporting all the sporting events between the the main players. And that's what we have like on Shaw's. And I don't mean the comparison by any way, you know, culturally, because obviously they're very, very different cultures. But like cultures, we, right. these are the only two shows that are made up of this, like this way of friend groups. And we're starting with them as the nucleus and the friendship being the plot versus, you know, bringing people right. in to conflict each other. Exactly. It's it's so. just a nice it's a nice breath of fresh air. It's 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 a lot a breath of fresh. Yep, it's good. And how often do we get light, bright Bravo? No, especially all these like men that are horrible. Yeah, we don't it's we nice don't get to see this a often. couple men that aren't. We do not get this often. So you got to take advantage of it while we have it. Because I pray to the heavens and all the Bravo people listening that and we only up. yeah that we get more than one you know season of it because. It is so very good to me. So um, that is my prayer to you, Bravo. And uh, Zach, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about the show or anything uh, that we talked about overall that is like burning, pressing? People need to know this. Um, Lala sucks. So does okay. Jackson Brittany. They that suck. is burning and pressing. People do need to know uh-huh. that. <laughs> um, really? I, I can't think of anything. Marge is the has the best one lighters. Like, shut up or you thirsty turtle. Where the hell do you come up with that? <laughs> a monkey's asshole that you probably a mon- sucked. <laughs> so a monkey's asshole that you fucking sucked. Times are great. Great. Oh god. Marge never she never leave Jersey because she's just so quick with the one liners. She is absolutely breathtaking with what she says. And I actually like her and Jennifer's banter the most. That's why they kind of need each other mm-hmm. right now. Because they're carrying this reunion by themselves. So shout they're out good to them. They're oil and water. Yeah. Shout out to them. Because they will, it, Marge mm-hmm. will respond every time. And I love it. Right. Um, really, the big one is watch family karma. We don't want another Mexican dynasty situation where they might not be back on TV. So Right. And they were too good to be karma. missed. Watch Family Karma. It's you. You will not be disappointed. I can uh, absolutely promise you. 
Um, and beyond that, that is pretty much it that I had this week. A special announcement. Um, I think I said it at the beginning of the podcast, but also um, I will be doing some bonus episodes because we're all stuck in the house. So I'll be rewatching um, Housewives of Atlanta season three. And I'll have some people oh, coming on to talk season. about that season. Oh, it's so it's one of my favorites. I love that. So they're basically the rise of Phaedra is when we first kind of meet Phaedra. So and uh-huh. that was a good time. She, you know, didn't know her own due date and said June, July. And I don't know a single mm. mother that doesn't know the day that baby's coming out of that body. Yeah. Down to the minute. Yeah. And is getting induced. If you're the difference between your birth your due dates are June and July. <laughs> it's right. like a like, four week difference. <laughs> Oh, and like the the same Kim now, the same sweetie now. Like that was the most exactly. It's just such a good time. Like before things got complicated on Bravo, the music was different. Everything was different. The players were like uh, next level. Mm-hmm. So we're I'm doing that with someone. And we'll be doing. Um, I'm gonna have Raven coming back on here soon. People keep asking me about that. We're gonna do Roni season one and two. Um, which is some oh. good Alex. I mean, Alex. You mean Manhattan Mom season one and Roni. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And we're going to be doing some social climbing with the Van Kempens, um, oh, some Aviva. Fun. It's going to be great. And I'm probably going to do RHOP season three next week. So oh, that was good. when Potomac really took off for me and for most people. So we're going to mm-hmm. go back and talk that and talk, you know, the press conference, the tax press conference and all of that stuff <laughs> and really get down into the nitty gritty. And so that is what we have to look forward to. And in the meantime, people, I have also included, especially by, by the time this comes out, some lesson plans and stuff as I've made it, um, it known before. I am a preschool teacher and I'm trying, I'm studying to get my master's in elementary education and move up. From to kindergarten to uh, sixth grade. So I have made a call and a plea on my Instagram and people are responding. If you need extra lesson plans because your kids are working through everything the teacher sent back, you know, too quickly, you're trying to find a way to keep them busy and on a schedule. I have um, posted some lesson plans to my highlights and I'm happy to DM or email them to you as well. And I've even got a little coalition of other teachers who are first, second, third, fourth grade who are like, hey, play this game. Hey, try this. I love to help. So I've been putting people in contact with each other all day. So head to that highlight, get in my DMs and let me know, you know, if you need um, something or want some instructions or just like a quick activity that you can do with your kids to help keep them busy while we are all headed deep into the abyss of the unknown. And everyone stay sane and stay together and wash your hands. So stay clean. And beyond that, Zach, please tell everyone where they can find you and, you know, fall in love with you all over again after listening to this. Yes. So I am on Instagram and the Twitter. The Twitter. Same <laughs> handle. The Twitter. Yes. Same handle. Brav, then three O's. So Brav, O-O-O-O-M-G. Yes. You need to do yourself a favor and join that group right now if you have not yet. Brav, <laughs> O-M-G is yes. really, really great. And I mean, it's it's one of the many things I love about the little Instagram community we have. Your memes are bar none. Do not scroll while drinking things. You <laughs> might make a mess. And beyond that, thank you so much, Zach, for coming on. I really appreciate it. 
I had a great time. I had a I'm great so time. glad. We'll have you back on very, very soon. Probably when yes, I would half of this back. is all over and we have when some we're more back details. in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, quarantining is fun. <laughs> oh, it's something. Um, hope this gets you through. I promised it, it to be extra juicy just because what else do we have to do? That is my hashtag all week. What else I got to do? So Nothing. You know, listen to this. Go watch some TV. Stay sane and stay clean. Bye. <laughs> For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.